the return of the Mac because we have the return of Tommy. That's right. The band is back together again. Tom, welcome back. It's been like five, six days since we saw you. You know, I, I come back from Vegas after the NFFC. I promptly get sick, so I'm healthy now or healthier. It's probably as healthy as I'm ever going to be, but yeah, it's nice to be back. Well, it's good to have you back, right, Derek? I mean, we held down the fort without him. In fact, we had some like 26-minute podcast. We just <laughs> rambled on. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to have him back. I, I know I mentioned, I think, either Thursday or Friday that, I mean, this is Tom's, you know, this is his MO, this is his thing. So the fact that he wasn't able to be on with us for three days, I know he was quite upset. So he'll, he'll make up for it today. Yeah, but the mothers at home were happy. It was PG the whole time that Tom wasn't on here. So that yeah, was good. Well, fucking used to it. I'm back. <laughs> get used to PG? No, no we can't get used to PG used to, around here. Used to me being back. All right, well, let's talk about being grumpy as well. You guys think week two show that the NFL play is any worse? Let me just give you some numbers here. Eight games so far in two weeks have been decided by 20 or more points. That's twice as many games as last year. Uh, scoring is down. Let's see, uh, 20.3 points per team so far in 2017. That's down from 22.5 last year. During the first two weeks, teams averaged 22.8 points per game last year. Uh, first 31 games have been decided by 12.9 points. That's been the difference. Last year was 11.3. So, is the quality of play down, Tom? No, I, I enjoyed this week. I really did. I thought, no, there were some bad games, certainly. The, you know, you look at the, it started Thursday night. That was a horrible game. You had a couple other bad games yesterday. Carolina Buffalo jumps out. But I thought there were a number of games that I really enjoyed. I thought the Eagles Chiefs game was a lot of fun to watch. The Patriots Saints game certainly wasn't a competitive game, but it was fun to see Brady passing all over the place. I enjoyed watching Tampa Bay. Their offense looks good. I thought the Dolphins Chargers game was a lot of fun to watch. The Raiders look really good right now. So I, I thought there were, you know, and, the, and Washington and the Rams was a competitive game. So I thought that I enjoyed this week. I mean, I guess people will bitch all they want, but I thought this was a good week of football. Yeah, I mean, there's two aspects. One's the quarterback play, and Derek, you saw that in Minnesota. When you lose your starter, even if it's Sam Bradford, the whole team goes down. And secondly, is offensive line play. There are a lot of teams that were hurt in offensive line. Packers lost both tackles. The um, Falcons lost their right tackle, and you can see uh, Matthews take advantage of it. Are we having a problem with quarterback play and offensive line play, Derek? 
We are. I think there's a there's a definite correlation there. I mean, you saw, let's just take the Vikings, for instance, you saw regression uh, from the offensive line from what you saw against the Saints. Now, that has a lot to do with not playing the Saints, uh, playing on the road in Pittsburgh, a better defense, um, not having Sam Bradford and, and having Case Keenum back there. I mean, again, he held the ball too long on a couple of times, and I'm guessing there were plays that he did not check out of that Sam Bradford would have. So again, I think there's de- a definite correlation between the corner quarterback play and the offensive line. I think they go hand in hand. All right, let's talk about some of the quarterback play last week. Tom Brady had the number one week of week two, 41.2 points. But I want to talk about a couple other quarterbacks. Trevor Semyon was next up, 33.9, four touchdown passes. Tom, I thought he looked good. This is a guy who went yeah. in the seventh round. You talk about all the millions of dollars teams spend scouting quarterbacks, paying first-rounders. This guy looked much improved from last year and even during the preseason. Yeah, he did. He played very, very well. He's had two good games to start the season. They're running the ball really well. C.J. Anderson looks great. He's taking advantage of the weapons on the outside with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and the defense is still great. So if he can just play competently, this is a playoff team and maybe even a Super Bowl team, and he's playing much better than that right now. Yeah, Carson Wentz next with 32.1 points, so you had three quarterbacks with over 30 points. What's the all about? You got 32.1? I love Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz, and he was going ridiculously cheap in drafts. I, I, you know what? I, I'm not getting everything right, but I'm na- I nailed the Eagles. The reason why I like Carson Wentz because they can't run the ball for shit. They're horrible in the run game, and they got a lot of weapons in the passing game. And they are using them. They are throwing it. He went into a tough place to play yesterday. Maybe the toughest place to play in the NFL against a good defense and dropped 333 and 2 on him. This guy's good. I like Carson Wentz. No no question. They they have just literally scrapped the running. I mean, Sproles is out there all games. He's the one even getting the rushes at this point. I think he had 10 yesterday or something. They're airing the ball, and that's all they're going for. It's nice. Yeah, Blunt didn't even have a touch, I don't believe, yesterday. So forget about him. Uh, Another guy, Derek Carr, I thought looked really good. The offense looks good. 29.5 points, 23 of 28, 230, and three touchdowns. They're down on the one-yard line. He just looks over to Crabtree, throws it up. Crabtree had three touchdowns, so he looked really good. Okay, I want to talk about guys who did not look good. Second week in a row, Palmer, Carson Palmer, 21.2. He's 19 of 36. Terrible. Bortles, 15 points, two interceptions. Terrible. Cam, only 14.1 points, no touchdowns, did not look good. Jameis Winston, only 16.5 points, 18 of 31 TD. Dom, any one of those guys stand out as even being worse than the others? Well, Carson Palmer, I mean, he, he's just terrible right now. But, but, you know, they don't have David Johnson, so they don't have John Brown. Now, J.J. Nelson stepped up and had a nice game, but they are really depleted on offense, and, and Palmer needs the cast around him. He doesn't have it. As far as Winston, that was a really disappointing fantasy game for him, given the matchup, but you know the game was in hand. They yeah. didn't need him to do a lot, so I'm not worried about Jameis Winston. Um, but, yeah, to me, Carson Palmer is the one of that group that jumps out because he's just he's not getting it done, and it's going to be a struggle without David Johnson. 
Yeah, Derek, what do you think? Anybody stand out to you? Cam Newton just looks like shit right now. He just looks... Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's... Again, he took maybe, what, five snaps in the preseason. So if, if it's just a case of still being rusty, you think that would kind of, you know, that would be week one and week two he should come on. I mean, he missed Christian McCaffrey on a yep. little dump pass right at the end zone. I mean, I could have made that. I would make that pass nine out of ten times. So, I mean, it, he just... Something's off there, and hopefully he gets it turned around because he's got an opportunity to put up some big points this year with, with the weapons they have. Now, he lost Greg Olson for six right. to eight weeks, maybe. Um, sounds like it's going to be about that long. But, again, he still has he still has Benjamin. He has, you know, Jonathan Stewart's playing well. Um, Christian McCaffrey, they need to find a way to give him the ball more like they did in week one. I think he only had 13 touches yesterday. So he needs to he needs to be up closer to 20 for that offense to, to really get it rolling. So I'm worried about Cam a little bit. I think he can get through this, but he just looks shitty right now. He sure does. He missed a lot of open receivers, I thought, yesterday as well. Losing Greg Olson is going to be huge yep. for Cam Newton, so he may be your backup quarterback going forward here. Let's talk about the running backs real quickly. C.J. Anderson led all running backs 30.4 points, two touchdowns. Boy, did he look good. I mean, he got around the corner. He ran tough up the middle. He took that pass across the middle, bowled his way through to the end zone. Tom, he looks good, and if he's going to run that hard, this Broncos team could be the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, I liked him a lot going into the season, mainly because I didn't believe in Jamal Charles, who does look pretty good yeah, to does. this point. But, yeah, Anderson looks great. He's, he's a three-down guy. He helps you in the passing game and the run game. They're run blocking much better than they were a year ago. They've, they've done a much better job there. And, again, Simeon's playing well. So, right now, they have a complete offense to go with one of the best defenses in the NFL. They're off to a great start. Yeah, no doubt. Ty Montgomery is also off to a good start. 29 points in Sunday night's debacle at Atlanta. But, boy, he had two touchdowns. Look good. Also looking good. Todd Gurley, 27.6. Kareem Hunt, 25.9. Let's talk about one other one. Chris Thompson, 25.6. I think he had like six touches yesterday. Had two touchdowns. And not only that, he could add another one. He dropped one across the middle on a crossing pattern that could have gone to the house as well. Tom he he's the best back they have right now, don't you think? Yeah, and well, Rob Kelly got hurt yesterday, so depending yeah. on the severity of that injury, we could see a lot more of Chris Thompson. He's always been a PPR guy because he's good in the passing game, but if he starts getting carries on top of this and he's scoring touchdowns, he's got three in two games already, so Chris Thompson's looking like a legit fantasy option right now, especially if Rob Kelly's hurt. Derek, three other backs I want you to talk about. Buck Allen looked pretty good yesterday, 21.1. Jalen Richard with Oakland, 18.9. He's a free agent in a lot of leagues. He's a guy you can pick up. Uh, and Carlos Hyde looked really good as well, 17.3 points. He had 124 yards rushing at Seattle. You don't see many backs do that. No, Hyde looked great. Uh, a couple of catches as well. That, that's something I see uh, moving forward for San Francisco. I, I know we've talked about Hyde uh, in the past, and I think there's nothing to to be shy about uh, using Hyde. Uh, Allen is Allen's kind of Allen is very surprising to me that he actually looks as good as he does. I I mean I, I've been on record saying I, I just don't think he's very good, and he out touch out snapped Terrence West by a lot. Yes, I know Terrence West had a TD as well, short TD run, but uh, I think Allen's a guy moving forward. Uh, you you want to use there again and. Who knows when Danny Woodhead comes back, if he comes back, if he's able to even come come back at all. So Allen, Allen does look very good. He's a, he's an RB2 at this point. And Richard is, like you said, out there on waivers. Definitely needs to be owned in every league. No no question about it. Oakland's got a nice thing there with uh, with Lynch and, and Richard. And, uh, it, to me, I think Richard is now the clear-cut uh, handcuff, if you will, to Lynch at this point. I think Washington's kind of been pushed to the back there. So those three guys, yeah, all, all, the, all good backs moving forward. 
Yeah, that's thunder and lightning going on in Oakland for sure. Rashard is lightning for sure. When he gets in the open field, he's off to the races. So let's talk quickly about the wide receivers. Michael Crabtree led all wide receivers, 32 points, three touchdowns, like we said earlier. Emmanuel Sanders, 24.2, two touchdowns. Brandon Funston tweeted out yesterday, I've underrated this guy, Emmanuel Sanders. I felt exactly the same. I've never owned Sanders. I've never thought much of him. He's a little guy, but he's tough, and he catches him in the end zone. Tom, what do you think about Sanders? I've always liked him. Yeah, he's not, he's never a guy that ends up on any of my teams. I think I had him maybe a year or two ago. Actually, I did have him last year in an auction league, but I, I never seem to have a lot of them, but he is a good player. I, I certainly like Demarius more, but Sanders is good in the red zone. Simeon, again, playing very, very well, and they got the run-pass option going, so both of these guys are really good number two receivers right now. I still like Thomas a little bit more, but Manny Sanders can play. Devontae Adams looked pretty good as well. He had the third highest total for wide receivers, 23.9, eight catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Derek, I want to talk about a couple guys. J.J. Nelson stepped up with John Braun out, 23 points, five receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. How about Jermaine Curse? He's the number one guy with the Jets. Is he available in leagues, and would you pick him up? He is available, I think, in a, in a few of our NFFC leagues. I definitely pick him up. I mean, he's the he's the main target uh, in for the Jets. This Robbie Anderson uh, hype train has kind of sailed sailed the station, if you will, at this point. So, curse. I mean, they got. I mean, they're going to be behind in pretty much every single game they play yeah. this year. I mean, the Jets, we know they're awful, but they again, they're going to be throwing the ball. And at this point, curse is their best weapon. So, definitely, if he's out there, go get him. All right, Tom, a couple other guys I want to talk about. Alan Hearns at 20.2. Yeah, he may be the number one guy there now in Jacksonville, although Bortles looks terrible. How about Landry? Jarvis Landry, 13 receptions, <laughs> 78 yards. Yeah, he didn't get a touchdown, but everybody forgot about him after Cutler went after Parker so much in week one. But 13 receptions getting the job done. Then also Kendall Wright with the Bears. He had seven receptions, 69 yards. Again, now the number one guy on a bad team, but he is a number one guy. Might be available in some leagues as well. Yeah, I, I don't really trust that offense a great deal, So, but Kendall Wright is, is a functioning slot receiver. We know that uh, from his days with the Titans. As far as Jarvis Landry, this was a great matchup for him on paper because he was going to avoid Casey Hayward, who was going to be locked up on Devontae Parker, and Verrett didn't play. So this was a great game for Jarvis Landry. It was hilarious though that everything seemed to be like a three yard catch. Right, now yeah. they couldn't get it they couldn't get anything to him downfield. But I you know what? This offense with Jay Cutler, they can do things. Jay Ajay looked fantastic yesterday. Devontae Parker <laughs> Devontae Parker looked sensational and he got Landry doing all the intermediate stuff. Jay Cutler's gonna do Jay Cutler things. That's it. <laughs> we know that. He's gonna he's gonna implode. But as long as he doesn't in the games where he doesn't this offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. This offense could be good. They still only put up 19 points and should have lost yesterday if uh, Young Ho Koo would have made that field goal. But uh, you're right. Derek, let's talk about the tight ends. Surprisingly, Jason Witten. This is a guy who was like the 18th tight end being yep. drafted in leagues. 25.7. He had 10 catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. In fact, he should have had two touchdowns. He let one get through his fingers. But very good from that standpoint. Kelsey, 24.3. Gronk, 23.6. And let's talk about this guy. He's available in a lot of NFFC leagues. Ben Watson, 17.1, had eight receptions, 91 yards. He's a must-pick up, isn't he? No, I don't think he is, actually. No? Uh, no, I don't think he is. Uh, there's the, uh, 
Ravens are a mess at tight end. They've been for years. Um, I, I think one of my uh, guys I talked about earlier in the year was Max Williams. He's he's not even playing at this point, it seems like. But they had uh, they have other guys there, and that, I think it was just a, a function of, of that game. I wouldn't go out there and spend too much on Ben Watson. I think there's there's guys you have are better, and guys your second tight end you currently have is probably better than Ben Watson moving forward. All right, two tight ends also. Jack Doyle had eight receptions for 79 yards he put up 15.9 and hunter henry finally got into it now that gates has gotten his record tom is it time for hunter henry to be a bigger part of this offense well they certainly used him more they didn't use they didn't get a single pass thrown to him in week one and so he got a lot more involved yesterday but you know what gates was wide open on his touchdown so why would you stop throwing the ball to a guy who gets wide open in the end zone <laughs> as often as antonio gates does i think the way they used them both yesterday is a pretty good formula. Henry was really good uh, between the 20s, and Gates got the touchdown. So I think we'll see some. I don't think Gates is going away. I think Hunter Henry is very good, but I just don't think Antonio Gates is going away. All right, let's talk about the kickers. There really was nothing spectacular there. In fact, the top three kickers I saw as free are free agents in most NFFC leagues. Chris Boswell of Pittsburgh, 17.6. Cody Parker of Miami. Nobody hopefully played him in week one, 15.9 in week two. Ryan Suckup, Tennessee, 15.1. And how about young Ho Coot? Derek, are we cutting him? Yeah, I think guys are probably going to start cutting him. Um, he was the fun pickup of, of at the end of drafts after you know seeing him do flips and whatnot. But uh, when he's kicking the ball, but he's missed two field goals at the end of games now. I mean, at some point the Chargers. Chargers are going to have to do something there. So, again, uh, kickers are what they are. I mean, they're hard to predict. I mean, even Justin Tucker missed a field goal yesterday for crying out loud. Oh, no. So, I mean, yeah, it, what it, the hell? Yeah, what, really? I mean, come on. So, again, yeah, kick, let, kickers, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on for sure. All right. As far as defenses, Tampa Bay had 23 points. Of course, that pick six helped. Uh, Baltimore, 17. Denver, 14. Atlanta, 13. All right. Let's talk about the injuries. Uh, let's talk about uh, tonight. OBJ, Tom, is he going to play? I know he's a game-time decision. Fantasy owners have to have an option if they have him as well. What do you th what's your prediction on him tonight? Yeah, hopefully they're not relying on it. I mean, he has a high ankle sprain. He came out and said it's a six- to eight-week injury. That's what a high ankle sprain is. So he told everybody what the injury was. So even if he plays, he's nowhere near the, the end of that timetable. He's playing hurt. He's playing with a bad injury. I would be staying away from him, even if he does play. I would be surprised if they put him out there. Again, if, if he does play, he's going to see a lot of Darius Slay, which is a rough matchup, and he's clearly not 100%. I know the Giants need to win, but they need to keep Beckham healthy. This would be a big mistake, I think, to play him. All right, Derek, let's talk about Bradford. What do you expect going forward here? I know Vikings fans last week were talking about the Super Bowl, but... Uh, <laughs> still are. <laughs> not, still are. Still are. Okay, I like that. I like that, but... Uh, Without Bradford at the at the helm here, it's going to be very tough for them to keep on winning. No, no question about it. We saw Kate Keenum yesterday. I had mentioned on one of our earlier podcasts I thought we'd be all right with him running the ship, and uh, I was dead, uh, I was dead, yeah, dead wrong, uh, dead wrong there. But uh, it sounds like it's. I mean, they're calling it day to day. It's a swell up in his knee where he's had two ACL surgeries. So I mean, it's not like the knee's intact for the rest of his life. I mean, there's going to be he probably has swelling. Most days when he wakes up, I, I guess I don't know. I've never had two ACL injuries on one knee. But the Vikings are treating it as as he's going to be ready for week three at this point. I mean, I know they thought he was going to be ready for week two, even on Friday. Um, so, they, I mean, they made, that, they made the move on Saturday to call up uh, the third QB. 
Uh, so we just got we we got to take it game by game. But I mean, mo- moving forward without Brad uh, Bradford, we got Tampa Bay coming in this week, so uh, we need Bradford for sure. Yeah, definitely. Tom, speaking of ACL injuries, we had Jordy Nelson go down in the first quarter, put up a big goose egg for fantasy owners. Big, big hurt there. Big hurt for the Packers as well. They're saying it's a quad injury. Yeah, the quad goes around the knee, but it's all associated with the knee, so this is scary for the Packers. Yeah, it is. I, I want to point out that when I was in high school, I used to wake up with swelling every morning, too. But anyway, on a completely <laughs> different note, uh, we yeah. are now R-rated. Yes, sir, yeah. we just moved up a notch. I just- I just thought I'd mention that. Um, yeah, Jordy Nelson, obviously a big blow. Randall Cobb got hurt, too. So the Packers got some issues at wide receiver. Hopefully these injuries aren't serious. We'll certainly know more about Cobb as the week goes on and Jordy, too. But, yeah, they can't afford, even with the Bengals. I know the Bengals got issues, but they got talent on offense. Packers got to be at full strength. They're going to win this one on Sunday. All right, finally, Derek Grock's injury. It's a groin injury, they say. It looked like a back injury almost yesterday. Romo was even speculating that it was a back injury. What do fantasy owners do with Grock going forward here? Well, you, you do what you do every year. You hope he plays. If he if he goes out there, you start him, and if not, you find you try and find a replacement. Obviously, you're not going to get another Gronk, uh, you know, out there in free agency. But you, you cross your fingers and, and hope he comes back. And if it's, you know, if he misses a week here or there, I think you kind of expected that going in. I mean, that's that's kind of was where he was being drafted, you know, second or third round. So I think that's that's kind of already figured into his price that you got him. And I mean, if you knew he was going to be healthy for all sixteen, he's probably a first round pick again. So again, you just cross your fingers and hope he hope he's out there next week. All right, Jordan, predict. Yep, go ahead. Jordan Reed's hurt. Yeah. Too. Well, so basically, the, the tight end position has gotten bad real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Olson being out as well. Yeah. So you're absolutely right there. All right. Quick predictions for tonight's Monday night game. Giants can't afford to go 0 2. That's for sure. Tom, what do you think? Well, Janorius Jenkins' status is is the key to me, even more than Beckham. If he doesn't play in this game, I think the Lions win because that's a huge blow to the Giants' secondary. So. With the caveat that he is not going to play because he was downgraded yesterday, I'm going to go 16-13 Lions. Oh, another ugly game. Sounds like a Thursday night game. Derek, what are you predicting? That sounds about right to me, too. I think it's going, oh. I think it's going under, and I think it's a field goal either way. Um, I'm going to take the Giants to win by three. All right, I'll take the Lions to win by three. I do not see the Giants offense picking up without obj in there all right tomorrow we'll talk about the leaders after week two and all of the nffc contests kind of look at their rosters and see who's got key players that are leading their teams to the lead all right enjoy the monday night game we'll talk to you tomorrow